All right, let's be real. What has been the hardest thing about your pregnancy and postpartum journey? Is it the postpartum painful sex that nobody talks about? What are you supposed to do with that? Is it the fact that you might have torn during delivery and you have no idea how to heal now that you're in postpartum? Welcome to the Onus Podcast, where we bring on mothers, parents, and pregnant postpartum individuals to talk about their journey and their experiences to give that knowledge back to people that need it. And we are also attached to the OnusCollaborative.com, which is a free online educational directory where we help moms and parents connect to maternity care providers in their local area. We are here to give the power back to you guys so you have the choice in your journey. We'll have space for midwives, doulas, pelvic floor PTs, massage therapists, therapist. And as we continue expanding, we hope that we can support you. All right. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome back to the Onus Podcast. My name is Erin and I am your host. Okay. So this week we have part two of Talia's story of dealing with her kids' allergies. It's actually so insane how much she's had to deal with. So we're super excited and we hope you all enjoy this episode. everything as a parent you just take it one not even one day one hour at a time you just you talk to who you have to talk to um another thing though is how having to afford epipens um that is and at that time oh my gosh girl oh my gosh um I luckily was working with a seasoned mom um her kids were in high school and one she had twins and the one twin had severe severe allergies needed an EpiPen for peanuts and she was when I told her about you know the what had happened with Tobby and we needed to get EpiPens thank goodness for her because she was the one that gave me I guess like tips and tricks because she had um gone to get her son's EpiPens and she's like always check the date always check it at the pharmacy because um you they're they are only good well they're good for over a year but the prescription is for a year and she's like that doesn't mean like say you I go to the pharmacy today to get it um and on the on the actual EpiPen it doesn't have to say April 13th it could be down the road um it expires in like August and so what had happened to her was she went got EpiPens for her son got home, looked at the expiration date, and the expiration date was a couple months from when she got it. And she was like, wait a second, I need one that goes for a year. So she went back to the pharmacy and they were like, well, unfortunately, since you already took it and like you opened it, we can't take it back. And they're not, so <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not cheap. They're expensive. No, ex- yeah. they're like $700, $800. And really? I, really? Mm-hmm. Are there not that yeah. expensive here? Yeah. I think mine, yeah, they're like 120 Oh no! Wow. Gage and I had a Gage and I had a real conversation about <laughs> okay, are we going to pay our rent on time or are we going to get these epipens that are life saving for our our baby? Are you kidding me? And yeah, yep. And the, so this was back in 2016, <laughs> and there was actually this big, um, it, there was this. I don't remember exactly what had happened, but essentially the U.S. government had decided to. Um, <clears throat> raise the the cost of EpiPens to like almost $800. And luckily I was able to get on Medicaid. Gage and I weren't married at that point. Um, So I had got, I had applied to get on Medicaid 
And I was, um, the U.S. government looked at me as a single mom because Gage and I weren't married and I was able to get on Medicaid. And that is what, sa- honestly, that is what saved um, Tabi because I was, that's how we were able to afford getting her EpiPens. Mm. And did that cover it fully? Yep. It covered, Medicaid covered it fully. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you Which, don't mind me asking, do you have oh, yeah. insurance now? So I have a TRICARE through the military. Since I'm active duty, I have um, TRICARE. So um, yeah, no, that is um, an- one of the reasons why I, I joined when I joined, because I knew that, you know, she would be taken care of, like her and Gage would be taken care of. Um, but uh, yeah, that is, it's literally conversation that I just had this morning with somebody who studied who I studied abroad with he has severe allergies um to nuts and we were talking he was like if I didn't have Medicaid I wouldn't be able to afford it it's seven hundred dollars that's um but how many people can't you know can't get it they they can't or they have to pay out of pocket and they have to pick and choose what they're going to be late on what bills are they going to pay or you know thing just are they going to get groceries, that kind of stuff. Cause that was a very real conversation that I, that um, I had at the age of 23, 24. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's, that's, that's real life in America right now. Yeah. And I, has, I, and has been. The only reason I can think that they would want to raise the price on it is that they just wanted to make more money off of it. Cause there's so of many course, people yeah. coming out with more allergies. So more people are getting yep. And, and it's one of those things where you can't be like, well, I'm just not going to get my Tylenol because I can, I can power through an EpiPen is it's a life-saving thing. Yeah. Like you can't, it's one of those things you never want to have to use, but if you need it, you, you better have it. You, yeah. you have to have it. So it, it was, it was one of those things where um, Gage and I were like, well, I mean, we have to have this, so we're going to, ha- we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Because our rent actually, our rent in Fargo, North Dakota uh, was $800. So that we we literally were like, it's either rent or EpiPens. And then uh, another thing is that's only for one. That doesn't even cover for any. And um, so like at her at schools, they require you to have a pack at daycare or school. And I mean, we have, I mean, we have them strategically laid out around the house. We have them in our cars. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. uh, that, and that's a whole nother thing that people, a whole nother element to having allergies, severe allergies that people have to come across and mm-hmm. not everybody has healthcare because healthcare is not a universal thing here. No. And when you went, when you go to the allergist, is that covered by your insurance as well? Cause I know allergists typically aren't very cheap. They are not. No, they are not um, cheap. They are not cheap, but yes, we are covered. Yeah. Luckily yeah. we are, we are covered. Um, so that's, um, yeah, I, I could go on about the whole health, like healthcare and how it has, it impacts people's everyday decisions. Um, that's ridiculous. Cause I, it's, it's absurd. And it just goes back to, I know we've had this conversation several times, but it just goes back to, we don't, we don't value our families. We don't value our people, our humans in general, but yeah. certainly not our families, people who have families. Um, and then if you're someone who has a family that is not by definition traditional, then you're screwed too. You're screwed even worse. It's, yeah. It just goes, all goes back to that. It's all about money and business and capitalism. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a horrible thing. Yeah. And so right now is Tavi in daycare? 
she's in preschool yep mm -hmm. she's in a mil uh we have both ezra and tabi at um the military daycare that could we live right by right by it so she's in um preschool there she goes all day and how are they with oh. so um funny story they at first were very hesitant on um providing her care um because of how severe we had to they had to stop providing care for essentially a month um because they wanted to do because all of this is because um of military hoops they have to jump through um but they had to essentially do a medical board for her where her doctor um myself and Gage and all like the directors of the CDC um the child development center that she's at uh we all had they had to come together and we had to we had like it was a two hour long phone call essentially of going through her history um her doctor pretty much explaining the severity um mm -hmm. we have to come up with an action plan all of these different things and at the time I was like we have never had this much issue um getting care for her like what is going on but to be honest like in hindsight I am glad that they have taken it as seriously as they have because it just seems like her allergies are getting worse yeah. and I want I want the people the um individuals who are in charge of you know caring for our children to feel confident in handling emergency situations yeah um so like I, yeah in hindsight I am glad that they that they did take their time and that they did go through whatever necessary steps they had to because um uh not everywhere is obviously as doesn't take it as seriously no like this like that Montessori school that um decided that they didn't want to give her care anyway they didn't even want to try which um, shocks me tremendously like a Montessori school that's really surprising I yeah well and which it's crazy though because I said that to Gage and he was like I he's like honestly I'm not as surprised as you are he's like is in the area that we're in he's like they keep it out of reach for just the normal everyday person. They all those kids in the families there are um, white, rich families, and he's like, "How else do they keep it that way?" True. And I was, I was like, "I hate how right you are because it is true." And that's not lit every Montessori school, but where we do live, um, the those schools are seen as, um, you know, the the better. Um, they're private. They are more expensive and um, the majority, there, there really isn't much diversity in where we are uh, located. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, we had specifically been looking there for lots of different reasons, but one of them being, we thought it would be safer for her and her allergies. But after speaking with them, they just, I mean, they, they, they were not equipped at all. Yeah. They, um, they were, and they weren't willing to try and accommodate, which is a whole nother thing in and of itself. So, so where are you guys thinking of going with the schooling? Oh man. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so there's, there's lots of options around in our area. There really are, um, lots of different public schools. There are some private schools, um, that aren't Montessori, but there are private schools. Um, the state of Washington actually does not uh, require your child to 
go to school and whether that's homeschool, private or public school does not require them until the age of eight, which is pretty crazy. Like in my, like to me, that seems crazy, but I mean, every, every child is different, but, um, uh, so, I mean, if she didn't start, start kindergarten next year, it wouldn't be the end of the world by law, but just, just who she is, like, she's ready. She's, she loves to learn. She's really smart. Um, and I know I'm biased, but like, she is really like, she's, ahead of I know ahead of where I was at that's for sure um but uh so and she's very social she loves school she she gets mad on the weekends when um you know preschool's closed her school's closed and she can't go and I'm like baby it's closed um (laughs) so she um that is another aspect where it's like I can't I don't feel right just homeschooling her at this point because I really think I'd be depriving her of the person that she is and where she would thrive um so that's a whole nother element um that like i said there's lots of different options here it's just uh we are we're not just looking for safety we're also looking for okay diversity what what do they what are your morals and values like mm-hmm. i don't i i i i want her i want my kids to um to be surrounded and like taught in inclusion and diversity like that's that's a huge um like moral thing for us like those values um so that's another driving force and unfortunately in our area that's there's only a couple schools that we've been to that are public schools that actually um like are very loud about that inclusion and diversity so um i feel it sucks because it feels like if we have to like there's lots of give and take. If we want her to be super safe, we're going to have to enroll her in a school that either is really expensive or like they, um, we aren't uh, on the same like value principle system as them. Like there's always going to be this give and take. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of where we're at right now. And it kind of sucks. Yeah. So, oh, there is, there is one school that um, we actually really, really like. Uh, we're a little hesitant because it is a little bit bigger than we had initially it for a public school it's actually really small but like it's bigger than what we wanted but um we uh like really vibed with the um the director and the principals and like I had a really long conversation about like black lives matter with them and like um just just a bunch of different things on their website it's specifically on in in their hallways it talks about like um it doesn't matter like what your gender is how you identify and like this isn't a kid like a kindergarten like it has it has this on their walls and I'm like this is exactly what I want like I love this thank you like they um when we visited in February the kids were um learning about well, they were talking about having the conversation about Black Lives Matter because it was, you know, um, uh, Black History Month. And I was like, wow, this is um, this is what I want to see for my kids, I guess. But so we we have options. It's just uh, I'm very anxious about everything (laughs) and nervous. Fair enough. (laughs) Why you are. Yeah. And so the next step I know you said basically take it hour by hour is for you guys, you and yeah. you to go get tested to make sure you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel really silly. Cause it's like, dang, she's five years old. And why are we just waiting now? But I, 
I honestly, I really thought that um, I was hopeful that as she would get older, she maybe wouldn't, maybe wouldn't grow out of it altogether, but it would get less severe. Um, And it's actually starting to look like it's heading in the opposite direction. So actually it's going in the opposite direction. Her allergist even said that. (laughs) So um, yeah, I, uh, I wish we would have done this allergy testing for both of us um, earlier on, but you know, better late than never, I guess. And I'm glad that she's getting tested for her herself is getting tested for everything. Yeah, that's good. So, and the allergist mm-hmm. say, is there a reason why her allergies are getting worse, or is it just that they never thought to test for other things before? Um, that both allergists actually were very upfront with saying that there is just so much unknown when it comes to allergies in general. And he was like, that is not an answer or it's not a solution, but that is really just the, um, the, the facts about it is that, um, there's just so much unknown about it and every person is different and the way the body responds, um, throughout time is different. Um, so they, they were like, you know, like, for example, for you, I mean, you have probably already always had this, you know, um, aversion to it. And as you've gotten older, for whatever reason, um, Mm. it has gotten to this severity, Yeah, you know, like, um, so he's like, it's so hard to, uh, lines, line people up Mm. and compare because, you could have three people in a row who have severe allergies to dairy and egg, but they not react the same way, which is insane to me. And that is another thing with Tabi too, that um, her reactions are not always the same. She doesn't always throw up every time if she ingests it, which is actually really scary if she doesn't, because that means that the allergen is definitely still in her body. so we like to see her throw up um, because it means that her body is expelling this hopefully, but uh, yeah, things like that. So even with her, not every reaction is always the same, which is, and there can be delayed reactions as well, which I'm, yep. So it's just, (laughs) it's this guessing game. It's this awful guessing game. And like, I, I hate to, I'm not trying to minimize people who just, who just, and I'm, using air quotes, I just have hives because hives are awful. But I would like, in my mind, I'm like, God, I just wish that you just had hives. And like, I didn't have to worry about you going into anaphylactic shock and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's all awful. It really is. Yeah, it is. No, it's interesting because I do like when they told me I was allergic to nuts and seeds, I did find it really interesting. I was like, I hated them. Like my mom, yeah. was, even like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was like, just give me jelly. I hated, wow. like I hated nuts mm-hmm. and seeds and then I got older and I finally started eating it but the other thing that we noticed is when I moved to Australia for the first time when I was 21 I am um, tried prawns because there's a big like seafood culture here yeah I didn't notice mm-hmm. issues but like growing up I always did have issues with like hives and breaking out and like these massive warts on my back that were extremely painful and we could never <sighs> figure out what caused them we just assumed like oh it's just something that's happening because nobody thought to look into it um, yeah 
And it wasn't until they, like, they told me I was allergic to nuts and seeds two and a half years ago that we tried prawns. Like, we were just sitting there and peeling them. One thing I had always noticed is I, my hands would always hurt really, really bad when I was peeling them. But I thought that was normal. I was like, everyone gets this. Like, it must hurt. <gasps> oh, my God. You poor thing. I was like, it hurts a lot. He's like, why isn't it? I was like, I don't know. Just, like, isn't it meant to hurt? And he's like, no. And I think as I was putting it in the sauce, I went like this across my eye and immediately put both eyes swelled up and they just broke out in hives and I was leaking and I had to just go sit in my bedroom and just like take that I couldn't see I couldn't open my eyes they were completely swollen shut and it's just really interesting because that's something else I didn't have till I was older I also didn't have eggs till I was older I don't know if they tested me for mm -hmm. eggs but I cut out eggs because of the endo I accidentally had yeah yeah lights. and then I think within 12 hours later I had explosive diarrhea for like two days Oh my god! Reaction is definitely a thing as well. It's like, is it going to come oh, up? Oh yeah, it's fine. And then you find out that's not exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's so that is something with Ezra. Um, I when he was like six months old, between six and seven months old, his um his pediatrician who is amazing, and we were. I told her I was like, I'm really nervous to give him eggs. Um, even though I have been eating eggs here and there and some dairy here and there. So he's been getting it through my, my milk. Yeah. Um, but she's like, you know what? Totally makes sense that you're, that you're nervous. Right. Um, but she's like, give it, just give it to him. Um, if you want like no pressure. And so I did, I gave him plain scrambled eggs for the first time and he loved it. He digged it. I was a psycho and like watching his every move. Um, there was nothing. Right. And then the second time I gave it to him, um, same thing. He, he ate it a little bit, um, but nothing. And then it was the third time that I gave it to him that, uh, immediately the whole projectile vomiting, the, um, lethargic, uh, the lethargy and, um, his allergist was like that it can it can take time for um it to build up in their system right and then also the delayed reaction is it's crazy it's yeah. crazy so um i was yeah i was so hopeful after that first or second time like the first and second time especially the second time i was like oh man this is this is great he hasn't had anything like yeah. any reaction and but uh yeah so i don't Oh, I don't wish it upon anybody. I don't wish it upon anybody at all. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Especially, yeah. Yeah. And last- Have you been- Oh, sorry. sorry. What were you going to say? No, 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 no. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I wanted to ask how has, because I know like we talked a little bit about food at the beginning. How has, you know, like buying foods, buying, finding the right um, brands and even cooking, what is that like? Yeah. So now it is so much easier in 2021, 2020, like at this point in time, and it is so much easier. Um, when we found out about all of this back in 2016, 2015, 2016, um, we were in Fargo, North Dakota, which is a very, you know, not a, it's not a metropolis. It's also in the Midwest. And um, uh, there was, I think maybe one store that natural grocers I think it was called and um that that had more options for us but we I knew nothing I had to completely relearn how to essentially bake and cook using um alternatives like yeah. um 
for example, making pancakes, mm. I was like, and I know this may sound so silly to some people, but you know, like growing up, um, like your entire life cooking with eggs and, and milk and, you know, just anything, the things you normally use and then having to completely cut that out. Like I had to learn, okay, what, uh, what helps, what helps bind things. So, um, applesauce apple cider vinegar like things like that now now it's like second nature um because you know again it's a lifestyle change but um that was something we for the longest time uh would just take oat we would make oat pancakes and we would get whole oats and we would grind them up and use that and I don't remember what else it was like three ingredients it was like a three ingredient pancake but that's what we used for the longest time and then I learned like oh wait apple cider vinegar and like apples all these different things now they make actual egg replace egg replacement um like I think it's Bob Mills or that brand there's just so many yeah there's so many more options a lot of it um is because you know I don't want to say that veganism is a, a fad but it's definitely more of um something that we do like people do now for whatever reason whether it's for um what for what whatever reason they decide to be a vegan but like it's like super popular to be vegan now and so now there's so many options like people uh have so many options even at like farmers markets now Um, they have like their vegan bread or their vegan muffins and coffee shops especially here in like the the Seattle area there's so many bakeries and stuff like that so that makes that does make things a lot easier especially as I would feel so guilty going to like Starbucks and getting a birthday cake pop and my little three-year-old asking mommy can I have some of that and being like man, I feel guilty for even eating this in front of you, not having an option for you to eat, things like that. Um, So it is a lot easier. We are in an area though, that has these resources. A lot of places um, don't still. I think about food deserts here in the United States that, I mean, they barely have the just like regular food. So um, we, that's another thing another thing that we have to think about like when we are choosing places to live okay like what resources do we have available but it has gotten easier yeah that's good I'm glad because even when you're talking about the food deserts um like I've started my work like working as a nutritionist and oh yeah nutritionist realm is very quick to judge people who decide not to eat organic and I'm like do you realize the privilege of even getting access to fresh vegetables Ex- <laughs> thank you yeah exactly thank you and that's actually something that we covered in my um my full spectrum doula course exactly. accessibility when it comes to um just really anything but then uh nutrition you know they they tell pregnant people okay well eat this don't eat this okay but what's actually accessible to them yeah exactly you know and what's affordable thank you accessible and affordable those things yeah like I and and then the more um you know you don't even have to have have children for it to not be affordable but then if you have children and you have children with maybe different dietary restrictions and you then you have more than one child like come on you can't be spending I can't spend seven dollars on 
uh, a little half uh, a pint of strawberries organic strawberries so I don't and I did used to feel bad about you know like organic right like I always wanted to buy organic for her um, especially in we make our own food for them it's easier and cheaper but then I feel bad because I'm like wait is this organic but at the same time I'm like you know what like you know yeah do what you can because a lot of people like I run into a lot of people here who are quick to judge um the American lifestyle they're like yeah you guys just eat McDonald's and Burger King and I'm like but if you have to feed your family are you going to go buy the seven eight dollar bag of spinach or are you going to go get the meals that are a dollar at McDonald's so you can feed your family and everyone's good to go that's exactly because here like McDonald's is quite expensive it's actually more expensive than going to the local grocery so I was like yeah here that that's a reasonable comment to make Mm -hmm. if you have not lived in the American system don't make the comment (laughs) exactly no exactly and when I was um over um, when I lived in Morocco and in France, it was the same the same way. Like it was, it was like a luxury thing to go over to McDonald's, and it was like bougie and expensive, and they had all sorts of like things that I didn't eat, like these menu items that I was like, dang, this is like really nice. This is cool. Um, yeah, I love I loved going to McDonald's when I was over there. We were like, this is, it was so cool. It's but um, it was fancy. It was, and I. I I was shocked. I was in I remember my host family being like the McDonald's you have McDonald's everywhere in the US like it's not like this. I'm like, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> For some birth I was, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, and don't even get me started on the ice cream machine. It never works. <laughs> yeah, true. It's always broken. Yeah, yeah. yeah coffee's different, like American, like the way we make the coffee oh. at McDonald's. It's not even oh coffee. yeah. Our coffee's crap. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely not coffee. It's I don't even know what it is. I really don't. Um, But yeah, that's the whole accessibility and affordability part of it is something that I grew, I mean, I grew up in that system where uh, like on food stamps and stuff like that. Um, So I, I know from just my own personal experience, but like I see other people and I'm like, the, the whole judgment thing, you know, it's, it's bad yeah and it, and coming from other parents specifically other moms too and I'm like yo that's not that's a no-go no the no. mom judgment uh especially on Instagram is very real very big yeah it I can't even go oh my gosh yeah I know oh I know and um I just you know we we walk through life with these shared experiences but I'm an expert in my own experience not in yours. Um, I will never be an expert in anybody else's experience. I am barely an expert in my own. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, like that's, I feel like we always, we, we forget that as humans, but then definitely as moms and people identifying as moms, it's just, um, there's so much pressure. And for whatever reason, we just, a lot of people think that they, they have a, a right to jut in on somebody else's, um, mothering. Yeah. and parenting experience and instead of supporting and uplifting and trying to see it from someone else's point of view yeah. and you know realizing that every family is so unique every family is so different and what works for them might not work for you but that doesn't mean that it's wrong yeah exactly so I yeah I get oof, oof. <laughs> I get hot thinking about yeah. that yeah it makes me so angry <laughs> 
And so how are you doing now? I know a lot has happened, but how are you feeling on a closing note? Um, well, after having this conversation, I feel really good, to be honest. Um, this was this was like a, I like needed just to, you know, like air it all out and just talk with someone, especially someone, you know, who um, you do understand. I mean, you live, you live it. Um, yeah. And but I do feel better. It's always um, this, un, you know, the unknown. And they're, especially when it's your, your babies, it's scary. You just, you just want your babies to be okay yeah. um, in every aspect of okay. And so uh, sometimes it can feel really defeating if you're doing, you're like, I'm doing everything I can and it just doesn't feel like enough. Mm. Um, that can be really defeating, but um, it's all right. Everything's going to work out and we are just going to continue on. So also it's my birthday today so oh, it's a good birthday <laughs> how did i not know that we want to thank talia so much for coming on and telling us about her journey with her kids and dealing with allergies you know trying to get into a school that'll support them finding foods that work for them you know traveling and trying to figure out to make sure that they're safe and okay so thank you so much talia for coming on talia is also a doula out of the seattle washington area if you are interested in getting her support she is trauma informed she is a supporter of the lgbtq community and she is amazing so if you're interested in reaching out to talia you can find her on our directory you can also find her on instagram at indigo rising birth work and yeah and if you're interested in coming on this podcast feel free to reach out to at hello at theonuscollaborative.com and if you are a provider looking to come on the podcast feel free to get signed up for free on the website and then we'll book a book a time to do a podcast so thanks for visiting and we'll see you all next week